purpose of this podcast is collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There's no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, visit our website at movingrealestate.net, or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. Hello, and welcome to Where We Landed. I'm Iris Brunner, and today I have with me Alicia Hazelwood. Hello. And Mr. Scott Miller. Hello. And we are excited about today's show, so. Oh, I always make things awkward. I'm sorry. I try. <laughs> anyway, I am going to ask some fun questions just so that we can kind of ease into the episode. We've got a little bit of green room stuff going on. So so you, you got to give me like the level of hardness here. Are these like hard, easy? Are they going to be all sports? They're not all sports. Okay. So um, <laughs> our guests can participate though. And yes. I would say a mixture like middle ground. Not easy, but not hard. Okay. How's that? Okay. All right. So question number one, we're going to do four questions. Four. Okay. Okay. Who discovered penicillin? Oh, I have no idea. Curry. Something curry. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <Curry>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So this one was hard. I have no idea. Alexander Fleming. Yeah. Nope. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Okay. Like I would have Googled that. One way, one way to remember that, like you had the phlegm in your yeah. throat Gross. and then you get penicillin. Gross. <laughs> All right. Next <laughs> move question. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> okay. This one our guests may know. What is considered a normal human heart rate? Oh man, my I have a super low heart rate, so I'm probably a little skewed here. But I would say, a, well, what's normal? Is an American 70. normal because yeah. we tend to be a little out of shape. Seventy. I was yeah. gonna say sixty-five. I was gonna say sixty. Hey, sixty to a hundred is okay. the we range. all win well, yeah. winners. <laughs> we all get class. That's a okay. wide range. It that is. is a really wide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where is Stonehenge? England. Done. Mm. See that Good one for was you. easy. It, well, so it's always easy when I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that was easy. Uh, All right. Um, is this number how, four? This is number four. Okay. How many oceans are on the earth? Four. Two. Five. Five is Five. the answer. <laughs> uh, I only guess because you had a look on your face like, nope, he's, he's wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't so name those them were, all, <laughs> Those were all, well, it doesn't yeah. list the names. It just says a number. So we as are it, good. I think my favorite when we play those is how I always surprise Kylie that I know the answer. <laughs> when I know the answer. I didn't when know very know many today, answers. but she's always like, yes. I, that's that's uh, always my goal. I never other know than any of the answers. All right. So it sounds like there was a tie for first place yeah myself and coach uh-huh. is that right no nobody was keeping score okay <laughs> we always keep score if there's a tie the coach wins yeah. so i am excited today i get to do the introduction so we have in and we're actually on the road today so we are in the team room first time first, first time, time on, on the road, road at uh for the men's basketball program at indiana wesleyan with coach greg tonigal great so 
19th year uh, at Indiana Wesleyan and uh, 499 wins, looking for win 500 at the beginning of the year next year. So we're excited about that. I would encourage people, I think first game's on the road, and I'll let him talk about that, but get on the road so that you guys can be a part of that history making. We'll be the youngest coach in college basketball history at any level to hit 500 win mark, which is just incredible. So a uh, couple of coaching highlights, three NAI Division II national championships in 2014, 2016, and 2018. He's also coached 25 NAI Division II NAI All-Americans and has 12 Crossroad League regular season championships. Um, coach uh, Painters had this to say from Purdue, which co what Coach Tonegal has been able to accomplish in a short amount of time at Indiana Wesleyan is amazing. They've set records for most wins and highest finish in conference history led to an unbelievable recruiting class and many more to come. Watch out for Indiana Wesleyan basketball. He's also uh, got a family, and I'm going to let him share a little bit about his family, but it, married to Amy, six children, Jace, William, Allie, Riley, Abigail, and Joel. And uh, Greg's from LaPorte, Indiana, graduated from LaPorte High School, went on to play at Valpo, and then came to Indiana Wesleyan. So please join me in welcoming Greg Tonegal to our show. Yay, sound effects. I'm just gonna call him Coach from this point forward, but Coach, can you give a little bit of your background and history and how you got to Grant County? Yeah, I, uh, as you said, this is uh, headed into year 19 uh, of, of Grant County. I grew up in Northwest Indiana, grew up on a dairy farm, which is uh, sort of rare these days, you know, Growing up on a farm is one thing, but a dairy farm is another. And my dad always said the best thing that happened to our family was when he lost the dairy farm uh, because we didn't have to work it the rest of our lives. Uh, you know, you milk those cows at 3 a.m., you milk them in the evening. Yep. Um, but some of my, my earliest memories are growing up playing basketball in a barn. And we used to do that in the middle of winter. And you could play with shorts and T-shirts because what you had was <clears throat> hay up in the loft, which insulated the barn. You had the cows underneath, which kind of brought some some heat. And you'd sweep that floor and, and man, we had kind of nostalgic Indiana Hoosier basketball. And so I grew up, you know, loving the game and uh, kind of dreaming of, of what it would be like to uh, to be an Indiana high school basketball player and going to state and went to LaPorte High School, as you mentioned. And in 1997, uh, our team made it down to state. And that was actually the last single class basketball tournament in Indiana you know, state history in those buffs. And there's many of them in Marion who obviously understand history. Uh, the state was bidding farewell to high school basketball then because they didn't want it to go to class. So there was 28,000 people that showed up for that first game. And I remember walking out in the, the old Hoosier dome at the time and looking up and thinking, this is nuts. These people are crazy. <laughs> uh, and we ended up losing a last second shot. It's still probably uh, the toughest loss I've ever had as a player or a coach. Who'd you guys play in that game? We played Delta in the morning game. So that was back when you played two yep. games. You played a morning yeah. game. We played Delta. Bloomington North played Kokomo, I want to say. And then Bloomington North ended up winning it all. Yeah. What a cool experience. So how long have you been here in Marion in coaching? And what has that journey looked like? So I graduate from Valparaiso University. And uh, I go into coaching at Valpo. I'm kind of the, the bottom of the totem pole. And I had a younger brother that was here at Indiana Wesleyan. I had never been here uh, 
up until that point because our season's conflicted. Well, he calls me and he says, hey, I think they're going to let go of our coach. You should apply. And I remember laughing at him saying, well, they're not going to hire me. I'm 24 and don't have a lot of experience. He's like, you should put your name in. So I, I say, you know, it'd be good to have some interview experience. And I put my name in and lo and behold, three, four months later, they asked me to come on campus for an interview. And then I thought, well, maybe I do have a shot, you know, but even then I didn't, didn't really think they were going to hire me. And that was 2005. Well, they hired me at age 24. Um, and I wouldn't have just to clarify, I would not have hired myself at age 24. <laughs> <laughs> Joke was on them at that time. Um, and, 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 I wouldn't have thought I'd been here for 18 years. You know, coaching is a profession. You sometimes have to move a lot. And I remember getting hired thinking, well, where's Marion first off? And, and second, you know, <laughs> it won't, won't be here very long, but every year went by and I thought, man, what a great place. What a, what a great university. And it got better and better. And, uh, you know, now 19 years in, it's hard to imagine ever leaving. So what was the difference in your perception 24 coming in? Where is Marion to now having been here that long? Can you give us an idea of that difference? I think it's just what you're looking for. You know, when you're young, your, your focus tends to be in other places. Um, and then when you, you settle into a place at the end of the day, it's the people. It's the same thing. I, I try to recruit kids to, you know, could you find, could a recruit that we get find a bigger quote unquote place uh, with more bells and whistles, sure. But are you going to find better people? Uh, I doubt it. And, you know, my wife and I settled in and just found great people, great community. Um, and and there's something, too, about just loving where you work. And the, the longer you stay, the deeper impact you can make. And that's hard to do in coaching because a lot of people leave early. And I think we've just found that as we've invested in uh, to this program that uh, the returns have been greater and greater. Uh, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to out you here or anything, but like, I'm sure you've had other suitors come call and when they do come calling, you know, um, is it a fleeting thought? Is it a, nope, we're good. Is it, you know, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, those are tough. Um, yeah. there has been some really close calls over the year, very conflicted moments, mm -hmm. um, time of just deep, you know, uh, looking in and just saying, what do we want? You know, yeah. where do we want our family to be? And and I'll be honest, part of it, when you have six kids, it complicates the process. <laughs> uh, you know, your kids kind of anchor you. And yeah. so we've, we've kind of just, at, there was a point where it was year by year. And, um, but like I said, now it's, it's extremely hard. We just, we love where we're at and we love where the program is headed. Well, and I love too, you've invested not only in the students and the athletes here um, on campus, but you've also invested in the community. I know uh, one particular uh, investment that I'm aware of is um, you did the coach for a day where um it was part of a, a, a donation yeah. yeah to to a local charity and um actually won that my son gavin came and was the coach for the day and had this really really great experience uh being with all of those athletes and you're raising those athletes to be leaders um so what are some of the things that you and your family have connected into in the community that helps root you here yeah, absolutely. I, I, th I think at some point um, my career was less about being driven and more about being called. And, and when I found that calling is when I found like, I guess the, the purpose for me. And so I love basketball, but at the end of the day, it's got to be bigger than basketball. So investing back into the, the youth of this community has been big for us through camps, um, being able to give kids opportunities to come into this place and, and teach them but then connect our players in deeper ways. We've got a lot of guys that are mentoring kids in the Marion school community throughout the year. And that's been huge. Our family's uh, been connected in our church uh, through college Westland. 
Um, and then just, I think there's just a lot of opportunities throughout the state too. Uh, as coaches come in through our camps, we're getting ready to host a big one this weekend, just being able to give back. Uh, Cause I remember when I was a young coach at 24, I was really confused. And, uh, you know, coaching is one of those things that you're given a lot of power, but you're not given a lot of instruction, mm. especially when you're young and, and you can see how coaches can run the wrong way with it. So I think we're kind of at a phase now as a staff where we're just saying, how can maybe we help some of these young coaches find that they're calling into coaching. And you're connected in your neighborhood too, right? I hear that there are some um, green thumbs in the family. What does that Still look farming. like for you? Still farming. <laughs> exactly. Just no. smaller animals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have always bees, loved to grow things. Bees, yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, Kylie, was, we were talking earlier about the garden and I love growing things. I love the challenge of growing things. Um, I love flowers, by the way. My wife jokes, she'll find me in the backyard with some old ladies in the neighborhood just looking at our flowers sometimes and she wonders what's going on. But <laughs> now <laughs> I need to know what your, your favorite. favorite. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite? I've got this red bee balm that is I would say it's kind of rare and uh it is a beautiful flower that uh, I give I give starts to. So if you come see me early spring, I'll I'll Uh oh. I want one. <laughs> I might have to have three or four because I tend to kill things. But <laughs> Coach, how, how do you go about finding new prospects? So do you recruit nationally? Do you recruit the state of Indiana? Do you recruit northern Indiana? How do you go about finding prospects? Well, at the end of the day, that's if we don't find good ones, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you think you are. you got to have good players. And the state of Indiana is loaded. We've tried to anchor down and just say, you know what, we love Indiana kids because they're coached so well. You know, you understand that being a great coach and, and being in this state. But at the same time, I think it's about asking the right questions. Um, when I was young, I would, I would I would ask, who's the best talent? Who's Who's the best athlete? And I'd walk into a gym and think I could see that and make a decision and made a lot of mistakes where now it's, it's kind of these hidden factors. Who's, who's the kid that's the most selfless? You know, how do you figure that out? Who's the kid that's the most fearless? Like those two qualities are, are what we look for, a fearless and selfless player, because if they become part of a team, they enlarge the team. I think we've all had people either in our teams or in our workplaces who subtract from the team and, and, and are negative. So as a coach now, as we look for prospects, it's just not about how tall, athletic, and, and what you look like, but it's it's these intangible factors that I think take time to figure out. Is there anything in particular about fearless that you can ask about or figure out? Like, how do you figure out if a kid's fearless? That's a great question. I and mean, we could probably spend hours, you know, talking about that. But um, one of the areas that I want to know is just how does a kid handle failure? Um, because failure's coming, right? I mean, college basketball is going to be filled with failure as is life. And it's more about one, are you fearful of fa failure? Because if you are, what you're going to do is you're going to avoid it. So you're, you're not going to risk. And just like in business, if you don't risk, you can't make anything on the other end. Um, but two is just when they're out there, are they playing free? Um, I think sometimes I did this as a player and I, I've seen a lot of players like, you don't maximize your potential because you're afraid to make a mistake. Well, if you do that, you never, you never reach to your potential. And I think coaches and just leaders in general have a huge responsibility to try to remove fear from the equation. And so a lot of coaching for me in the last, I think it started in 2013 is just asking that question. How do I remove fear from this equation? Um, and there's so many different ways to do it, but when you create that environment, I think you open up just put more potential for your team and for individuals and it's a lot more fun to play in. How's the upcoming season looking? So if you, if you were to project, you know, you've been doing this 18 years going into 19, <clears throat> you excited? 
you not fearful because you don't recruit <laughs> fear, but, but what's, what's the upcoming season look like for you guys? I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, last year was a tough year for us. Uh, we had a significant injury to one of our better players and we just underperformed at the end of the day. And so there's a, there's a renewed sense of, uh, I think hunger right now for our guys with some new talent. Um, a lot of people have been talking about the addition of Luke Brown. So if you're a Grant County resident, you, that name means something. I can't tell you the number of people that I've been out in the public at a grocery store and they come up to me and they say, Hey, we haven't been to a game, you know, five years, but we're coming next year. And I'll say, well, why? And they'll say, cause we want to see Luke Brown play. Yeah. And I mean, that's happened so many times. And so, and Luke's not our only player. We've, we've got a couple other new guys that I think can impact us and the returners are ready to take that next step. So without setting myself up for too much failure, I, I am really excited about next year. But you're not scared because you don't <laughs> recruit fear, right? Yeah, like yeah. That's the <laughs> Try to model it. Um, <laughs> well, and that's one thing that I think you have a unique perspective. We ask a lot of people that are on this podcast, like when people from out of town come in to visit, where do you take them? So you're pitching not just Indiana Wesleyan and coming here in your basketball program, but you're pitching the community too. So when you have recruits and their families come in, what are some of those things that you highlight in the overall community um, as to reasons why this is a good place to come to? Well, the first place is I bring all the recruits to my house. Um, I want them to see my home. I want them to see you know, my family, because part of uh, coaching and leading these young men is they're going to they're going to be involved in my family. So one, I'm not going to recruit anybody that I don't want to be involved in my family. But two, they're going to see the mistakes. They're going to see the frustrations. They're going to see the good and the bad. And that's through this four year process. So we'll start there by bringing them in there. But then, too, we just we just spend time with them. So the recruits will often come in for, say, a 72 hour period. Uh, most of it's going to be on campus. But we'll send them out to eat. You know, we've got some favorite spots around town. Which are? We love shameless plugs. Yes. So we love plugging places in our community. Obie's Barbecue is one, <laughs> is one of the hot spots right now. We just had a team get together with recruits last night and ordered some some Obies, uh, you know, but there, there's plenty other places for us. We'll obviously go to Ivanhoe's. It's, it's a, go. Recruits <laughs> like to, to go to Ivanhoe, even though it's next to the school. I was school, saying, entering, like to talk about. enemy territory over there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no fear, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> And Matt, I love Matter Park. Um, guys love to play pickleball now, you know, yeah. Frisbee golf. Um, that's become a place for our teams to, to hang out. So sometimes if they've got extended time there, they're doing that. Nice. Very good. Where do you feel like, so Indiana Wesleyan, largest Wesleyan university in the nation, I believe, um, kind of the anchor university. But if you were to say, man, here's how we need help marketing this, this, this organization, basketball within it, or the university as a whole, is there anything that you'd say, here's how, from your perspective, we could do be better at that? Well, I, I'm not a marketing expert, but I'll, my experience is this. So we're, we host this big team camp this weekend. We have uh, 130 teams, 1,300 coaches and players coming to Grand County, coming to campus. Like we flood this place. Um, and I can't tell you how many times parents, when they come on Sundays to pick the kids up, they said, we never knew this existed. And I'll say, well, where are you from? And they'll say, oh, we're from Hamilton County. I'm like, you're 50 minutes south of us and you you didn't know, you know? And I don't know if there's confusion over the adult programs, which situate themselves around 465 and, and up here, or they just have never been up here, but it, their eyes are opened up and they and and there have been many who have decided to enroll in Indian Westland because sister or brother was, happened to be here when they were dropping their kids off. Because at the end of the day, we're going to bring in 
two kids from camp maybe as, as a recruiting class. Well, what are the other 1,300 doing? You know, many of them are going to go to school. I just, we've got to figure out a way that's, I think, a little more efficient in um, showing people this place, making them aware that, man, there's an incredible Christ-centered academic institution one hour north of Indianapolis. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There's no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Visit our website at movingrealestate.net or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. So you say um, like two recruits, like to your program specifically, is that, is that what you meant by that? Okay. But like those kids are also being exposed and they might still come here <laughs> and not actually come to play basketball yeah. potentially. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I could see it from like a global perspective as well too. It's good for everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so talk to us a little bit about your family. Um, you said you have six kids um, and your wife, Amy. Um, share with us a little bit about what it's like raising a family here in Grant County. Well, it's overwhelming having six <laughs> kids. I mean, I, my, I tell people it's easy when I'm coaching 15 guys and then I go home and it's like, that's, you know, that's the challenge. But <laughs> they're um, the mini me's that don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I always say yeah. I like my own kid, like everybody else's kids, right? Like that. And you're the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a good reminder because oftentimes I'll come home after a tough loss. And as a coach, it's, Scott knows this. You just, you can't let go of every play. You're frustrated. And I'll walk in and I'll go to tuck. We have twins. They're, they're four. And I'll go to tuck them in and they'll say, did you have a game tonight? You know, and they were there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were there. And they're like, well, did you win or lose, dad? And oh. I said, well, you know, daddy lost tonight. And then they'll immediately go on to, Something hey, else. what's for breakfast tomorrow? Yeah. You know, like, they don't <laughs> yeah. care. And it's a good reminder though. Like, yeah. My identity is not in in winning and losing. And although I'm competitive, you know, when I go home, I've got to be able to flip that switch. And yeah. I've got two older boys that that love basketball, and we're kind of entering this real fun stage of mm. one's going into high school, one's middle school. We do a lot of travel basketball, and you know, it's just a great place to to raise kids and a family, and especially if you're if you got some hoopers in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what I always um, talk about too is that there's like. People assume that because we're small, we don't have those opportunities for kids. And any child that has any type of interest, they can find it here. You know, if it's music or if it's art or if it's sports, we have that here. Um, so don't don't be afraid to to take a look at a small town and, and consider it. So, but I'm I hear you. Um, so obviously, my husband is a coach too, and I encourage him to change his clothes right when he comes home. <laughs> I'm like. Let's change out of that. <laughs> Just change your clothes and um, move, move into your, I, I call it his fun dad gear. <laughs> like, just go put your flip-flops on. <laughs> so I'm the oddball out. Yeah. I'm like the non-athlete. I have two athletic kids and not a coach, not married to a coach, no coaches. But, um, but you have great kids and great opportunities here. My son Hunter is same age as Jace. They've been buddies. They've played on ball teams together all the way up. And... Um, I've always wondered how, especially with Jace, because he's the one I know the best, um, do they recognize how 
known you are in the community? Do they feel that pressure of I'm Greg Tonical's son and so I have to be at this level? Because he's played baseball, football, basketball. Like he, I don't think there's a sport that J- I haven't seen Jace do, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Another opportunity you can have in the community. But what is that like? I don't think the kids have a clue of, of just how good they have it, meaning they come in here to Indiana Wesleyan and they have access to this entire facility, you know, and they take it for granted. Um, they get to hang out with college athletes almost every day. And, you know, they take that for granted. And, and they're often, I coach them and they're often telling me what I don't know about coaching. <laughs> That's which is just a, a dad <laughs> kid thing. Yeah. Cause I don't know anything as parents. I got a funny story to that. So my younger son, he's, he's super competitive and, um, we were in a national tournament playing some elite players that were probably older than us. They, I'd like to see some birth certificates on this kid. <laughs> we get beat badly and we could barely score the basketball. And we walk out of there and I said, man, Will, it was a tough game. And he goes, our offense stinks, dad. <laughs> yeah, meaning like you didn't, you didn't coach us well. <laughs> and I just had to laugh. So yeah. You're well, like, I'll you see these that. trophies? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no, nothing like a little humble, humble pie. <laughs> Kids always, your yeah. children can always deliver that really well. Absolutely, <laughs> Coach, you know, this was something that I didn't think about ahead of time, but is there anything that our community could do when you've got 1,300 kids on campus for that three to four day time period, is there anything our business community, our local community could be doing to help welcome those people to campus and make this an even better experience that we may not even be thinking about today? That, it would be fun to, to brainstorm because that, you know, that is a, a large number of people, which I think means there's opportunities or something. I was just talking to a parents the other day and I said, what do you do during super? Because a lot of them come up and they get hotels and they, they watched their kids all weekend. And one of them said, we get a houseboat on Miss Cinema and we just party all weekend. Oh, what? And I said, really? He said, yeah, it's like our, our favorite weekend of the year, Super Hoops. You know, they said on Sunday, we'll come to the games at Friday and Saturday. We're floating on the Miss Cinema. And there's probably a lot of opportunities to at least let parents know, like, if you come up, here's what you're doing, you know, and yeah. the more visitors you get up here, the better. Yeah. The tourism opportunities and, and local establishments to eat and stuff. So... Well, and I think, too, you were talking about your kids um, taking for granted their access to Indiana Wesleyan and the students here and stuff like that. I think a lot of times, too, as community, we take for granted the opportunities that are here. Like my both my boys have come to soccer camp, baseball camp, basketball camp. Trying to think there were four all together. I think they came to football camp. Hunter came to football camp. Um and there are opportunities here where I can just drop them off on my way to work. I pick them up on my way home and I don't think about actually the level of talent they're being coached by at those camps and the opportunities. We think play travel sports, but yet we can bring them to these camps and they're getting that same kind of exposure as well. So, um, well, and then to also to the opportunity for our local schools, our local schools get to come to Super Hoops over the weekend exactly. and they, they, I mean, they still get to go home and sleep in their bed at night, but still have access to Mm -hmm. something that's super awesome and lots of games and just being able to be a part of it. So just another feather in our cap. Do you need volunteers for that? I mean, you've got 1300 people on campus. Is there ways that we can come in and (laughs) said rest, concession stands? (laughs) I'm thinking all the things, right? There's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of people do help out. And the nice thing is all of our our team is here for this whole month. And that's part of the responsibility of the team is okay, to nice. serve, um, to, to, to give back and to connect. I think when they connect with coaches, that's some of our best recruiting because the coaches are hearing it from a, 
a, a player's mouth of what they like, maybe what they don't like, but what's the real experience like? Cause I get paid to recruit, right? I could, I should be able to sell you something, but when you hear it directly from a player, what is that true experience like? And we feel like we have a different and unique experience here. That's some of the best recruiting that can happen. So you came here 18, 19 years ago. When did you, like, did you buy a house right away? We hear a lot about people working in Indianapolis or working in uh, Indiana Westland and then living somewhere else. You, as Kylie had you were talking earlier, you live in a, a neighborhood here in our community. So tell us about that decision-making process and what made you really decide this is where we're going to put down roots and buy a house in the community. Absolutely. I, I lived a stone's throw from Indiana Wesleyan when I moved here because I knew how often and how late I'd be, you know, at work. And I wanted an opportunity for the guys just to walk over to my house. And so I was living on Felton street, uh, probably 200 yards from where we are sitting right now. And we lived there until we outgrew the house with too many kids, <laughs> but it was never a decision to leave Grant County. Um, you know, my wife loved Euclid Avenue where we live now, uh, right down from the hospital, which was a unique experience because on several of the kids that we've had, we've walked out of the hospital and walked down the street. You know, normally when you have a, a baby, <laughs> you they, put them in the car, put and them you in the car them. and they buck you up. They're like, all right, see you later. So we're walking on. People were coming out of their doors waving to us. And <laughs> Did you have to put strange. them in the car seat and walk them down? No, we, no we, you just carried yeah, it. Yeah, we just carried they let, it. So you can't carry a baby out of the hospital and put it in your car in the car seat, but you can walk down the street holding a baby. <laughs> I better verify that, but I, I remember. I felt like I was holding it. <laughs> That's awesome. No, what a unique, what a cool, unique experience. I would have yeah. never. Yeah. That's so cool. Co Coach, You've got a special relationship with Coach Clark. He's been here for 17 of your 18 seasons. That's pretty unique in college basketball, in any, any sport, to have a coach that's with you for that long. What's your relationship like with him? How'd that relationship come to be? Walk us through that. Yeah, uh, Co Coach Clark's an amazing guy, and as you said, extremely rare, if not probably the only assistant coach that's been with a head coach that long. And, and, you know, he asked me earlier if I've passed up opportunities, he certainly passed up, you know, many on his end. And once again, I think it's that whole idea of kind of that transition from driven to being called coach Clark has found his calling. He's far more about making impact in these young men's lives uh, than anything else. Otherwise I think he would have left a long time ago. So he's a neighbor of mine. He's got five kids. So there are 11 <laughs> yeah. kids that basically run across the street 24 hours a day. Um, but it's that once again, I think, you know, anytime a, an opportunity has come up, like for me, my wife would say, well, I can't leave the Clarks. I can't leave Tiffany. You know, what <laughs> yeah. about the kids? And so, you know, once again, family, you know, takes priority over all these other things that maybe the world would, would prioritize. But Jeff has done a tremendous job. He's heavily involved in our community, especially through our church. And uh, I think he's been a big blessing for this community. The other thing that I've been amazed by in looking at your bio is the amount of education that you've continued to partake in yourself and set that example probably for your student athletes, but that you're a constant learner. Um, I think you just got your doctorate. Is that correct? That is correct. And oh, walk, walk Dr. Tonical sitting yeah. across from us now. <laughs> so maybe share a little bit about what that process was like and have you finished it yet or do you still have to do your dissertation and? I, I completed it all about a month ago and got my official 
title. Um, but I told somebody, they, they asked me, how, how different do you feel? And I said, oh, I still go home and I wipe butts. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> so, it doesn't matter what, what this says at the end of my name, but I, I love learning. And, uh, you know, I, once things kind of stabilized here, I thought, what, well, why wouldn't I take advantage of this place? You know, yeah. you can, you can, there's a variety of degrees you could get and you can learn. And I ended up getting my doctor in transformational leadership. And so it just greatly enhanced my ability to coach along the way. People would often say, are you going to leave coaching? Cause I was over at the seminary. Are you going to go into, you know, church? Or I'd say, I'm trying to become a better coach. Um, Cause at the end of the day, <clears throat> I coach people, you know, not just basketball. And so if, if I can learn how to connect with people better, then I'm going to become a better basketball coach. And that's what that long process of getting that doctorate was for, was to uh, just become a better leader in coaching people. What What's your, going to shift topic a little bit here, but what's your favorite piece of advice that you've maybe gotten along the way? There's the zinger. <laughs> it, was it, was it was coming. It was coming. He always asks the best questions. We're buying you time. You can keep <laughs> yeah, thinking. it's fine. <laughs> At least it wasn't biggest failure because, you know, yeah. there's that. <laughs> yeah, when he brought that up earlier, I thought, oh, Scott's going to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, oh, no. Well, I, think, I, I would say it's what I said. I'm not sure somebody gave it to me. I just had to learn it the hard way was that as a coach, if you learn to coach people over basketball, you're actually going to become a better basketball coach. It sounds like there's irony in there, but the more you focus on basketball and performance, I think the more fear you bring in, the more anxiety. And obviously we live in a day and age anxiety and is, is a struggle with our players. So if I focus on them as people first, then basketball, what I've found is they play better basketball. I mean, because essentially at the end of the day, all you're doing is managing expectations, right? You're going to sit down with somebody and say, this is the potential I see in you. And this is where I think we can take it. And in the, and you're just asking them like to buy into that expectation or to agree to that expectation. It's usually when you have those unagreed upon expectations is usually where the disappointment comes from. So, And I think to that point, it's my expectations aren't perfection. Like right. when I came into coaching, the standard was as a coach, you set a bar of perfection. And then if you don't reach it, I'm disappointed in you. Right. Whereas it's like, I'm not going to be perfect. No. Either are you. My mm -hmm. expectations are you're just, you're striving towards that. Right. And understanding along the way you will fail. In fact, failure is not a bad thing. Like we actually want failure. You know, it's that perception of how we're going to look at failure and how we're going to overcome that. Right. Is there a coach that you would consider a mentor from a distance or that you just follow their career that you'd say, man, I really like the way they handle things. And, you know, over your 20 years in coaching now, cause I think you spent a year at Valpo as the director of basketball ops, but anybody that you said, Hey, and maybe multiples that you would say, Hey, I've taken some things from these coaches. You know, I can't pinpoint one. Um, I've had so many different coaches and I think you, you take the good and the bad from them all. Um, my dad coached me early on as a kid, mm. seventh grade basketball. And at the time I didn't think much of it, but now as I look back, I'm very appreciative of his approach. Um, my dad rarely would talk to me about the game after the game. And that's the hardest thing to do mm -hmm. as a coach and as a parent, you know, you want to get in the car and immediately you want to talk about what just happened. And I just, I'm learning these lessons that my dad subtly taught me, uh, without speaking. them. You know, rarely did I see him get upset. Um, but I know inside he was probably fired up. And so harnessing my emotions and I, it's just one of those things, I guess, the older you get, the more you appreciate your parents, uh, in the moment you don't quite, but, but as you get older, you start to recognize. And I've taken a lot of that from seventh, eighth grade coaching from my dad. 
So you spend lots and lots of time here. You have extra children on top of your six at the house, not only the Clark's kids, but then the <laughs> kids you're coaching, right, <laughs> at the house. What are the f- your favorite things in and around Grant County for you to go do as a family or date nights for you and Amy? What are some things she enjoys to do that are highlighted here in our community? You know, I mentioned earlier, we love Matter Park uh, and we ride our bikes down to Matter Park. I think we're less than two miles from Matter Park and I go running. Uh, I try to run three times a week and love running through Matter Park. The people, uh, you know, it's just beautiful. You got the river right there. So that's been a spot for us. I'm a avid outdoorsman. Um, so fishing and hunting is by far my favorite thing to do when I get a moment. And it's also my stress reliever. And I think Grant County's tremendous for that. Um, the only time it's quiet, right? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm looking for the follow-up question on hunting here that, you know, or fishing, but yeah, no, <laughs> I love it. And, uh, if I didn't have that, I would probably drive myself kind of crazy. I'm trying to get my kids into it. You know, they'll go once in a while yet, but they haven't taken the, the bait yet. No but pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was there. It was there. So um, uh, I probably, I, I feel like we need to talk a little bit too about how you talked Amy into Grant County and Marion. So what, what was that conversation like when you said, hey, I have this job in this remote, unheard of place? Um, what, what was that conversation like? Yeah, her, her perspective totally flipped because initially um, she wasn't excited and same thing. It was like, okay, how long are we going to be here? I used to get that question a lot. How long? And like, I and, don't, it's coaching. I don't remind know. Remind me where Amy is from. She's originally from. She's a military kid. Okay, so she so would claim a, lot. a yeah. lot. But when I met her, she was from uh, Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island. So if you've ever been to Newport, Rhode Island, it's probably okay. one of the most beautiful places, uh, you know, in the U S and we'd go visit her parents and we would uh, go for walks on the ocean. And it was just, mansion i don't know if you've ever been to newport but the newport mansions are famous and like the uh the vanderbilts you know at the time oh. built the most okay. expensive house ever so just contrast that with you know <laughs> we're moving to to grant county at the time and she's like, looking at where me. there's cornfields yeah here's house here's the bean field <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i knew you know once she got a community of of people women that she could connect with you know things would change and she did she found some really close friends she got um, connected in our church and it, it wasn't long before she started to kind of flip the perspective of can we stay here longer you yeah. know and um she was or we were, we kind of laugh about this when we first got married and didn't have kids she was heavily involved in recruiting and games and now she's running around all and then she'll <laughs> show up to the game and then after the game she's taking the kids somewhere and so she she's still involved it's just at a different level than she used to be yeah one of those hi love you bye <laughs> yeah. did you win what? she's yeah. like Good job. See ya. <laughs> actually stop and get this before you come home <laughs> <laughs> how did you guys meet did she go to valpo or is that how you guys got connected yep she went to valpo um had a had a few midwest roots her mom actually had taken some classes somehow at valpo uh, her dad graduated from Notre Dame um, and then went into the Navy. So she showed up at Valpo. Actually, there's a five-year difference between us. So I was graduating and she was showing up. You know, we are a technology-driven society. And I'm curious, do you have a favorite piece of technology that you get that you deal with on a daily basis? Well, that's a new random question. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, this, this is going to make me sound old, but it's a it's a back massager. That I, that <laughs> I, I, I bought at Buyers Mart. A shout out to Buyers Mart. You know? <laughs> it was a huge discount, and I use it every morning. I get a cup of coffee. I strap you know this back massager on. It's got heat, and, and you're just like, oh, oh it feels unbelievable. <laughs> Does Buyers Mart have any more, or is that the only one? <laughs> well, I got my yes, I got my dad one for Father's Day, and then my brothers were there, and they said, "There's that same question: Does Buyers Mart have more?" And I said, I, "Well, I'm, I'll check." I think there could be a potential for a partnership there, maybe, maybe um, <laughs> a little sponsorship going yeah. on. Move, in, move into some solicitations there for them. <laughs> do a commercial or two. <laughs> so do they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they have more? I Scott could use wants a to know. <laughs> it sounds pretty intriguing right now. Oh, that's great. I'll laugh great. if we get Buyers Mart <laughs> massagers to the. <laughs> Greater Grant County Chamber Office. These are for where we landed. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, what, what's your favorite thing about your hometown of Laporte? So grew up there. So I, like you, although not quite as, my grandparents were dairy farmers, but I spent my summers out on the farm <clears> getting up <throat> not as early. We only had, we milked at four versus three. So you, you got the extra hour. But, but what do you like about your hometown? Well, Laporte La High School is the only slicers in the entire state. So... Maybe you knew that. Maybe you didn't. Slicers, didn't. pretzels. What? Yeah, Wait, we were the only, we were the Freeport pretzels. Pretzels, pretzels really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we even googled the mascot, and yeah. it's hilarious. It's, it's <laughs> it exactly from what a, you think it a is. Meat packing company. Yeah. Slicers started, started mm. school, but we were we were orange, and, orange and we black, called it yep. the Sea of Orange. When we traveled back then, people showed up. In fact. I want to say five or 6,000 drove down to the state finals from Laporte. I mean, we were a town of 30,000 people. So yes. a fifth of it drove down to Indianapolis to watch us play. They loved, they loved their basketball. It really made for some special memories growing up. A lot of pride, you know, a lot of hometown pride. You mentioned what you do to relax fishing, hunting. Um, where do you go here in Grant County? Is there a secret spot that nobody can know about? Because he's going to say it on well, a podcast that airs no, yeah, on the web. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you don't have to tell us if we'll it's We'll really secret. find out our list listenership that way because yeah. like, they all show up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're on where we landed. <laughs> well, I fish the rivers. Uh, so the Missinwa, the Salamone. Um, we have a great fishery in terms of river systems around here. And I actually have a little deer hunting property my brother and I bought. It's our little paradise. It's... So I won't tell exactly where it's at because I don't need people showing up. <laughs> right. It's not very far from the school. And it to me, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, and I get to grow things out there. I plant trees. Um, I don't have any bees yet, but maybe we can get that. There's a second the location for the next hive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is, is your brother still here in the area then? Because he was the one that actually recruited you. To the, yeah. to the campus, right? That the, brother's He's not, the first name on the All-American list over there. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He was actually our first yeah. modern-day mm -hmm. All-American. Um, Good catch. That brother relocated in Valpo. I had another younger brother who I recruited here. Uh, he's the one that's in Noblesville, and, and he comes okay. up, and we share the property together. Gotcha. Good. So not too far away. So, Coach, one of the things we usually wrap up with, anything good that you're reading, anything good that you're watching, mm listening to what are you doing for personal development or just for fun or for fun <laughs> right <laughs> well i because you just finished I a doctor just finished a doctor right. and i actually <laughs> plenty said, of personal development none yeah <laughs> one of the things i was looking forward to a finishing doctor was reading for fun because for five years you know it was yeah. always assignment and although i love the reading it just i want to like slowly pick up a book so i've <laughs> taken like a month off of just 
of reading and I'm trying to figure out you know, what that is. I mean, every day I get up and I'm, I'm reading in the word and with my team, but watching, I'm not much of a TV guy. Um, I watch some YouTube film. fishing channels. Say, you know, <laughs> there you go. Okay. You. So what YouTube fishing yeah. channel, a guy named Tom Bowley. He's a Wisconsin you guy. He, you know, he's a walleye guy. <laughs> There's probably nobody out there that knows that if they do, they're, uh, I'll have to ask Gavin because yeah. he's all about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I by the time I get home, put the kids to bed, I'm lucky to make it upstairs without falling asleep usually. Yeah. And so, and listening to anything? Any pod, you, any podcast other podcast besides or? us? Yeah. <laughs> music. Oh, man. I love country music. Country music. Can we get some concert country concerts in the park? There we go. Uh, that would be my request. Guest City had County. some for a while. Yes, on Tuesday nights. They had like nights. low cash and we stuff used, like didn't that. Didn't we used to have a, a regular weekly thing at Matter mm -hmm. Park. Are we having mm -hmm. that this summer? Oh, uh, I don't know about Matter Park. I know Gas City is still doing there. So yeah. yeah, like they just actually, I think it's tonight. Then they postpone it. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways. Yeah. Oops, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Some night. Some night. <laughs> Some night during the week. Find it on social media. <laughs> well, Coach, thank yeah. you for all that you've done for this community already. And I know this community has an incredible pride about Indiana Wesleyan basketball. I believe the girls' coach is a guy who actually was on your coaching staff and then moved over yeah. to the girl side. And so both programs are at the top level across the nation right now. And that brings a lot of pride to this community and, and it's a big basketball community. So thank you for all that you've been doing. Many of the Indiana Wesleyan sports teams are at the top of their top yeah. of their game. So yeah, it's awesome. If there's anything that we can ever do to help you, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to help, uh, continue to grow the program. So thank you for ten, uh, spending some time with us today. I appreciate you guys having me and, and just thankful for all the Grant County people out there who have embraced our family and who've made this just a special place. Where will first game of the year be at if people want to attend? Do you know the, the location or? Oh, he's got We can put face. it in the, I was going to say, we can put it in the show notes. Oh, you know. the show notes. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> go to our website. We're gonna, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I don't want to screw people up. What's the website? Yeah. IWU wildcats.com and then navigate to the men's basketball page there you go nice. awesome. yeah i will say this you will want to get your season tickets next year because i think there's going to be a renewed interest and i think they're going to launch in august september and i think by far it'll be our highest attended year awesome. how many does the state the stadium currently see it's just under two thousand, so it's not too hard to sell out yeah which is awesome and i know your dream is could we build something bigger uh, and even better than what we've already got. And so hopefully our community will come around and support that opportunity for you. Absolutely. That's something you and I need to talk more about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coach, have a great day. Good luck this season. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Have a great day. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.